Hey, how you doing? Welcome to a tale of Two Rivals. We're a fantasy podcast with a know-it-all numbers nerd versus <laughs> the guy who just wins. And we try to find some sort of consensus in our advice to give to you, the listener. I'm the winner, your host, co-host, excuse me, Todd, FF Banterman Foster, and I'm joined by... Oh, you're joined by FF underscore Spaceman Dave Wright. I am Todd. We have been gone for a while. We've had some technical difficulties. What? How, what, how did we fix those? Did we, I think we had some problem with our Wi-Fi. What, how, how did we fix this, Todd? I'm in my brand new professional studio, Dave, a.k.a. my parents' basement. <laughs> I am. I am where so much debauchery that made me the man I am today am. Like I can remember building my my Madden team at, at, just on the other side of this wall with Dante Culpepper at three in the morning. So yeah, man. I mean, I am I'm down here. Uh, my parents' Wi-Fi is a little more reliable than mine right now. Verizon and I are gonna have some words, but um, yeah, man. No, I'm stoked. Um, last week we we had we had a good vibe going, and then technical difficulties, man. So, oh. but we're back. It's been two weeks in the NFL, so I don't really think there's too much we can't catch you guys up on, obviously. And as we all know from being fantasy football fanatics, because you're listening to a podcast, that the injury bug has hit the NFL hard. Ooh. Dave, which one made you the most nauseated? Uh, I mean, personally, for me, uh, I I was I, – I, as someone who's very invested in Drew Brees and, and a couple of dynasty teams, I was pretty – you know, him going down early in that matchup, that really got to me. Uh, I thought for a while I, – I mean, I could have seen this being a out-for-the-season type injury. He's only – right now they're saying maybe only six weeks. Um, so I was pretty – I was I, – and I was facing my buddy Rich um, – who was one of the bottom dwellers in our team in our league? But I I couldn't lose back to, to start the season after considering myself of one of the contenders. I couldn't lose back to back with Mayfield throwing a dud last week and then Breeze with that intercept like a bad interception that wasn't his fault and then getting injured. Oh, the right. tilt was real tough. I was I was pretty uh, I was fuming. The only thing that saved me from thinking of you when that injury happens are our friends, a massive Saints fan. <laughs> yes. So yep. um, poor Jay. I got to say, though, like when Drew Brees goes down and like when you build an entire franchise around a quarterback, we're Patriots fans. We understand this. Um, you really want to be sure who the guy behind you was. That's like when we moved on from Hoyer from Stenham, I wasn't thrilled about it. Having Teddy Bridgewater as your backup isn't an awful backup plan. You know, I think I mean, he's it's... the best. I think he's the best backup in football. So from a non-fantasy perspective and the Saints still staying competitive. They, they can still make some noise with Bridgewater there. They're a good team. They got plenty of players around him. But um, from a fantasy standpoint, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to laugh hysterically that you lost Breeze. Oh, Be- yeah. That, that hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave, you, you talk a lot of smack, man. So, you oh, know. Uh, yes. I'm a big smack talker. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, oh, me who just stays over here nice and humble, not really trying to, you know, make any noise. You know, I felt like he deserved it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I saw somewhere that twenty percent of the starting QBs in the league are already like have already missed games. I think something like that. I could be 
It's crazy, man. I mean, with, with Big Ben going down, that's pretty huge. I love the fact that we have a case of mono going on in the NFL ranks mm-hmm. uh, with Sam Darnold. But uh, yeah, I no, see that too because I, w- I thought he had some prom. I mean, he's only he's only he should be back week five. Hopefully, it's they're saying now. But yeah. I was excited to see how he'd play. I, he's young, you know. I was excited to see how he had some weapons there, but yeah, we'll see how when he comes back. So in one QB leagues, everyone always says it's not necessary to car- to carry two QBs because you can stream and pick up. Well, here's an example: like if you're picking Breeze early and you're just going to stream off that, and you look at the rash of injuries going on right now, it kind of matters in one QB leagues. I mean, the Superflex, who was a QB, like that just sucks to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's crazy. Like the amount of injuries to QBs right now matters in one QB league. It's like it's crazy to me. But, I mean, you can still go out and find guys, and we'll talk about streams later, which I'm sure a lot of people need to look at this week. Yep. So, um, so yeah. So, um, Dave, how'd your fantasy weeks work out for you, man? Uh, week one, I mean, I really care about our main, like our main redraft league and our um, dynasty league that we always talk about. I lost both of those, and I won. I, and I lost Scott Fishbowl, too, which was – that was a stinger, but um, – Besides that, I've done really well, and then this week I went undefeated. This week, except I lost in Scott Fishbowl again. So that shows you how much for uh, preseason uh, ranks go for you, Todd. Now I'm zero and two. So, um, but as far as that, besides those two teams, I've uh, I, I had a really good week this week. So I'm I'm pretty excited to uh, keep going. Yeah, I um I'm the number one team in both my dynasty weeks right now, so I cannot be mad about that. Um, and I am, I believe I'm in seven head to head leagues and I'm two and oh and five and I'm one and one in the other two. So I've had a pretty good start. And in my guillotine league, which is my first time around with this, I was the top scoring team week one, no, uh, week two. And I was second week one. And, um, if you haven't played the guillotine format it is fun it is crazy i felt so bad so it's like a 17 man league where like you know lowest score gets cut and then that whole team gets dropped out the first week the guy who got cut was the commissioner imagine putting together a 17 man like league and losing the first week and you're just done i'm like that's terrible so um yeah so the only weakness in my lineup is tight end and kelsey's on the table so I'm really thinking about what kind of money I'm putting down. Probably only five bucks, like I told Kennedy this week, but um, out of two hundred, yeah, a lot of strategy bucks. goes in. But uh, yeah, so the um, team, so it makes it interesting. But yeah, yeah. so we've I'm had off some, to a good start. Yeah, we've had a lot of hits, Todd, so far. Some of our predictions have gone well. Some not so well. What, yeah. What's the segment we're going to get into this week? Well, hold on, Dave. Before anything, oh. anybody in our week, I have breaking news. Oh, breaking news! Aaron Rodgers is available. Oh, Aaron. I th- I was just open up my. <laughs> My phone. I thought there was like because last week when we tried to record, <laughs> yeah, two, or two weeks ago when we tried to record the whole Antonio Brown, or was that last week? All the uh, <laughs> we could have done the live the, tweet report <laughs> off the field. Great. I was like, I, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, what's going on? Yeah, and so, I'll get into why uh, Andrew Rogers is available later. But yeah, so anyways, so um, I gotta admit, I think it's more fun doing the pre-draft stuff because the draft's the best part of fantasy. Obviously, we all love playing the weeks and doing the wires. Mm -hmm. So during the week, Dave and I thought that we're going to do what's called pick six. And we're going to take six takeaways from the week that we each want to focus on. Dave gets three. I get three. Whatever. We might combine on a few. Right? So, so yeah. We're going to dive into either maybe the topic, a team, some sort of strategy, and um, 
or just a player and just really dive into those. So Dave can start off with his first pick, which I believe was DJ Moore. Oh, so DJ Moore, I'm pretty excited um, about how DJ Moore's season's gone. So through the first two weeks, Carolina is third in pass attempts, which when sometimes when I when I think of like before the season started, I did not think of Carolina being third in the in the league in pass attempts. Would you say that's pretty fair, Todd? No, that's actually a really fair statement because you you gotta admit that Cam's gonna try to run the ball a little bit, so them airing it out is a big change. So oh, to that degree, yeah. So yeah, so I was pretty. So I'm really liking how. I mean, they've been down in some games, and some of the games have been really sloppy. But as far as how much they've had to pass, and I, you know, I could see that staying pretty consistent if Cam still struggles, or they have to go to Kyle Allen. Yep. As the, um, so I was really, I, I'm really liking how you know I was afraid there was gonna be more, a lot more running, but I'm liking how they're airing it out in Carolina. Uh, so DJ Moore, he's third in the league in targets right now, and he has a 27.9 team target share, 29, 27.9 percent team target share. So. He's being fed the ball in Carolina. Him and Curtis Samuel actually are um, pretty neck and neck as far as targets are concerned. Um, but what's been really surprising to me as far as DJ Moore is concerned is that I feel like to start the game, the first target Cam is going with is to DJ Moore. And I, I feel like in important situations, they are trying to feed DJ Moore the ball. And I, and I'm getting, and I like where he's in his pro, he's process. He's, he's very young. Um, He's got 209 air yards so far, and that's like 27% of the team's market share of air yards, which we talked about in, before the season started about how percentage of market share air yards is really good, like as a good indicator of what, how the offense is using him. And that's and he's right now, he's wide receiver 42. So Dave, why are you getting so excited about wide receiver 42? Well, he's getting all this work, but he only has zero TDs so far. Right. TDs can be very variable from week to week, you know, different parts of the season. And if he starts hitting on some of these touchdowns, Carolina's offense gets back and moving. You know, Cam, Cam, you know, can get healthy. I like where DJ Moore is. I'm happy where I got in my in my draft so far. He's definitely. I'm not definitely not panicking. Mate, I didn't even think of this, but if some people are panicking because he hasn't scored any TDs yet, I'd be. I'd throw out some feelers for him. Like maybe some of these hot waiver wire ads towards mm-hmm. DJ, like a two for one with one of those waiver wire ads for DJ Moore. Um. Yeah, so I'm really happy about DJ Moore and Todd. I'm gonna we are doing a quick stat of the week this week. I didn't even tell you about it beforehand, but and I think what what makes it so quick, makes it so good is how good this stat is. And this stat is called Whopper. It's called Weighted Opportunity uh, Rating. Um, all right, I think that's what it is, but it's W O P R, and it's another Josh Hermsmeyer stat. Um, and what it does is basically takes. Target share, Todd. The team's tar- the percentage of the players target share the team's offense, and then adds the air yard market share together, and it weights like two two to one ratio of target share to air yard market share, and it creates this metric, and it does a really good job of combining how important targets are and how important air yards are into one neat little metric. And DJ Moore's got a .59 Whopper, which is you're looking at the elite wide receivers like the Julio Jones. And um, and DeAndre Hopkins, they usually in the 0.7 range. So when I see you know a young DJ Moore around 0.59 Whopper without any touchdowns, um, I like where he's headed. So I'm I'm excited for DJ Moore, Todd. As you can tell, he's he's one of he's been one of our, my guys for a long time, and I'm I'm happy to see how he's doing it uh, so far two weeks in. So what's your first uh, pick to start with? Or do you have any comments on DJ Moore in general? I mean, I love DJ Moore too. I, I, I have a few shares of him in leagues. I don't think I need an advanced metric for the fact that 
14 targets, 10 targets is the guy's getting fed the ball. And nine catches, seven catches. I mean, he went over 70 yards in both games, like you're saying. Like, those TDs are going to come at some point. Mm-hmm. The only other thing that made me think about it is, is like, I hadn't thought about it until you brought up the fact that DJ Moore and Cam's off to a slow start. Just a side note is that, like, Cam Newton's a great Bible candidate right now. Like, I... He's like, going to miss a... He might miss this... Like, the way they were talking, I, they might, he might miss a week. So, yeah, you could definitely scoop him up. Yeah. And my thing about it is, is, like, so if you're in a super flex league and you're looking at him, like, you could be looking at him as a QB2 right now. As long as you got that third guy to be able to, like, play this week, and then you could probably get him for, for cheap. I actually got him a guillotine for a dollar because nobody bid on him. And I was like, he can just sit there for a while mm-hmm. and see if he becomes Cam Newton again, you he know? He was on the waiver wire in a one QB league that I'm in. He was on the waiver wire after one week. That's so. crazy, man. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, no, I, I love DJ, too. I love Curtis Samuel, too. I mean, I, I think that that team is off to a slow start. People tend to freak out in the first couple of weeks of the NFL season. I mean, they have all the weapons in place to be a really great offense. And you're already starting to see that they're trying to air out the ball. It's, it's going to be a good year, Carolina, for fantasy. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work out for them in the wins and losses columns, but I think, in, I think you're going to see some great things out of there. Um, all right, so my next guy would be I really want to focus on Lamar Jackson. I mean oh, – the Todd, can we pause for a second? The QB1 overall. Yes. Not Patrick Mahomes. Nope. Lamar Jackson. And there's he, – like the numbers speak for themselves, okay? He's putting up just he's, – he's over close to 600 yards after two games, seven passing TDs. So the week one, we didn't see him run. Goes off for 120 yards this week running the ball. He's doing it he, both ways. The, and the throws, man, it passes the eye test. You see that accuracy, that pinpoint accuracy he's hitting his favorite target with. Not going to say his name yet. But, um, <laughs> um, and the thing is, too, is like I looked ahead on their schedule. You can go look at their schedule. In my opinion, his first legit defense he's playing is New England in week nine. So I am all about Lamar Jackson sustaining. I am all about Lamar Jackson being a QB1. That's why Aaron Rodgers I'm looking to trade because yeah. I have him and Matt Ryan in a, in a dynasty week. I'm, I'm planning on drafting the guy next year, and I'm just looking to upgrade in other places. Uh, so I look at Lamar Jackson as being – he's going to sustain. He's he, he's done enough to prove to me that this guy is going to be legit QB1 for the rest of the year. Do I think he's going to finish as top QB in fantasy? No, but I think that – that top five prediction that Dave threw out there, which I said top eight because I didn't have enough balls to say top five, that looks oh, like it might hard. happen. That's very rare that someone says that I have a lot of balls, so I'll take that. Uh, usually I'm a coward. No, no, no. I didn't say so. you had a lot of balls. I said I lacked them. <laughs> okay. So let's not get this twisted. I did not comment on your testicles in what sort of fashion. All right. So well, I, <laughs> We're off the rails again, but... So, anyways, um, yeah, but no, Lamar Jackson's look fantastic. Any thoughts about Lamar, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, and we didn't even touch on it. Like you, yes, you said that he has got a couple. He's got a couple of weapons now that I don't want to get into too much. But the rookie Marquise Brown, the tight end Mark Andrews, Miles Boykin really hasn't shown much. But he's, you know, he, I, I he ha, if Lamar Jackson's playing this way, he has a very high ceiling. Even Willie Sneed has some has some appeal in deep leagues. And yep. Um, their running backs and playing well, so and they're deep at running back, line, very yeah, deep at running. Their back. offensive line is playing relatively well, and the, like you said, the most important thing, he's been accurate with the ball, and especially in the deep throws, and it's been exciting to watch. Um, I'm and I really like him as a player. I like 
I liked the narrative of, you know, people didn't want, he didn't, they didn't think he was going to be a good QB. He didn't think he was accurate. I think there was some, some prejudice there. I really like seeing a guy like him succeed. So right. I'm, I'm really excited. So well, just real quick, week three, Chiefs, not an elite defense. Improving, not an elite defense. Browns, they got some struggles there right now. Steelers, not the same defense they've been in the path. Bengals, trash. Uh, Seahawks, not the same kind of defense. So none of those defenses are elite. Like, they're just mm-hmm. not elite defenses. And that's who he plays before his bye week eight. Then when he plays the Patriots, then he plays the Patriots week nine, and then he's back to the Bengals week ten. He has got a nice schedule ahead of him, too. So, yeah, keep riding Lamar Jackson. And if you want to go try to trade for him, not going to happen. So, so we, we will have to do a, put a little asterisk on Lamar Jackson. I do think he has played Miami and Arizona the first two weeks. 100%. I'm actually glad you said that because I actually did want to point out that he did play a couple of cupcakes. But at the same time, though, is, is that I think the way he dominated them and the numbers he put up are legit. And I think you could say the same things about Dak, Dak Prescott, who's been putting up monstrous numbers against yeah. bad teams. But the thing about it is when you play bad teams, they're not putting up good games. They're putting up un- unreal games. Mm-hmm. So, they're doing what what elite QBs are supposed to do in those matches. Exactly. That's the promising part. Exactly. And, and, and that's what he looks like right now. You know, so and um, stop talking about his tight end because that's my next guy. I'm and not going like, to talk. No, I just had to bring it up. Like I like his weapons. They you said his multiple. name. You said his name. You said his name. That was messed up. I didn't up. realize that was against yeah. the rules. I'm going to talk about Mark Andrews later. Thanks, Dave. So, um, yeah. So anyway. curtain. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. Um, yeah. So Lamar Jackson is going to finish as the QB1 this year. No doubt. All right. He's proven it. So who's your next guy, Dave? So my next guy, uh, this is one of the, dep- this is probably the most depressing part of besides not getting to talk to you, Todd, and just how cheery and how friendly you are to talk to when we're talking football. You don't, you know, put me down at all or talk any smack to me. You're just really- shut up and get to the point. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. You just don't love. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, so besides missing last week's recording, I was so excited to come in and pound the table for Christian Kirk last week. Um, he didn't – he put up pretty – I don't even remember what – I think it was like two points or something, like two catches or maybe it was four. I don't know what it was. But it was pretty miserable in week one um, for Arizona. And But if you looked at the area, his air yards and some of the other things, like his uh, targets, uh, he was looking up going to week two. I acquired him in several different – or actually, let me rephrase that. I traded – for him in one league, I actually traded Terry McLaurin and LaShawn McCoy for him in one league. I'm, I'm, Terry McLaurin's looking a lot better than I would like. I mean, I'm still happy because I'm a huge Christian Kirk fan. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll, we'll, go ahead, go ahead. But, um, and just how the way that team worked, it was, I needed some wide receiver help and I wasn't, and it was after one week for Terry McLaurin. So I'm, I'm still happy to get Christian Kirk here. But, sure. And in another league, I actually, I almost traded just Terry McLaurin straight up, but, the guy was like, ah, I don't really know. It's really too even, so we'll wait till next week. And now they, who knows? I don't think I want to do that trade and mess it up. But uh, anyway, I'm all off a tangent anyway. But Christian Kirk was my must-add, must-buy-low guy last week. And then he went off this week. He is now, after through two weeks, he's a, um, 11th in the league in targets. And he has a 22.5% um, team target share. He's got 203 air yards. And some people, they, they thought about, you know, Christian Kirk... Um, early on, 
like, oh, he's kind of just a slot guy, you know, like a, a inter, you know, kind of not actually kind of like Edelman a little bit. I think that's how some people would compare him. And he's been showing that he's not just a PPR guy, and that he was put. He has a little, di- um, a little distance, you know, getting a little bit further downfield. So with those twenty-three air yards, he's got twenty-three percent of the actual market share of air yards, and he's another guy, Todd. He's got zero TD so far, but right. with that kind of work, he is going to get a bump in TDs. And another big number that I that I've been uh, that I wanted to hone in on is that Arizona is first in. Um, the league in team pass attempts. They are throwing the ball at an incredible rate. And even if he's not, because if you look at uh, Christian Kirk's uh, catch rate, it's not very good because they, like uh, Kyle Murray struggled a lot in week one. Um, so Christian Kirk doesn't have a great catch rate, but with that kind of volume, he doesn't have to be efficient. He just is going to be force fed the volume. And in that offense, the TDs are going to start coming. I like Christian Kirk. He's young. He's, you know, and man, he was a great buy low in Dynasty and in redraft last week. And I'm happy to have, I'm happy to talk about him here. And, he, you know, he's a great athlete too. He was a, uh, he broke out as a true freshman at Texas A&M. I think it was a Texas A&M. I think it was. And um, yeah, so I, I just loved him in college, love him now. And I, you, you always got to throw in that college production, man. It, because it, it, when you're a player hasn't broken out yet, it's important to say what it shows you what their ceiling is. Well, I, I feel like he broke out a little bit as a, as a rookie. He put he up did, good numbers. He did have a, a good season, but the, but yeah. he didn't get he didn't show what his ceiling is. No, oh, well, sure, okay, I'll give you that. But um, no, do you, are you not worried at all of the fact that his targets went down by four? He had twelve in the game where he actually flopped, and he actually had eight 12. in the second week. Um, no, because he was a lot more efficient with those targets, and he uh, or like well, let me say, yeah, he was more fit, not a lot more. He was a fit more efficient with that, those targets, and in that. Um, I mean, you saw Demir Bird get some more um, yep. work. Um, he's been very surprising. To yeah, see he how actually much. was. He was. He's probably yeah. gonna be one of my waiver, like deep waiver wire looks yeah. later yeah, on. Yeah, deeper week, he's actually a good pickup. Um, um, but yeah. no, I think Christian. Kirk, it just shows you when they, in, in important situations they were going to Christian Kirk. I like. You know, I I'm all about the Kirk. I like Christian Kirk a lot, and um, I feel like I'm not as high so. I feel like I would probably put him lower than most people would, even though I do like him, just because I'm not really a big fan of anything Arizona this year. It's just that it's very volatile. I will say that you're trying to buy into that Cardinals offense with Kingsbury. The fact that they're throwing the ball like nuts, that's huge. Like Again, that's another reason with David Johnson why I was kind of like not looking for him as like a, my first-round pick because of the uncertainty of what that offense is going to look like. David but Johnson Christian- looked good, though, too. No, he's well, yeah, he has. I'm not it's saying not he either, hasn't. Yeah, I'm no, just, just saying that, like for long for the long term piece, there's a lot of good young wide receivers there. But there's no doubt in my mind, if you ask me, who I think the best wide receiver on that team is it's Larry Fitzgerald. I'm just kidding. I think it's Christian Kirk. But I, um, actually, right now, I don't think it's a terrible thing to say Larry Fitzgerald is going to no. be the. Well, I'm right saying now. from a fantasy perspective, yeah. you know what I mean? And I say, like, Larry Fitzgerald's, like, a great, like, wide four to have on there. You know what I mean? But I think that Kirk has the highest ceiling, and he definitely put up that 114 yards this week. And I, I was thrilled when I went to a couple weeks and saw people drop him at the first week. Oh, I my God. He dropped him. I didn't see it, Todd. I didn't see it. That we, I would have been so much money on. I would have put my entire fab on him if I had seen it. I didn't see that he got dropped. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It, are you talking about in our week? Yeah. J-Pow dropped him. That's right. Yeah, and then I picked him up. So um, you did. I thought it was uh, Jared. Oh no, no, my bad. Sorry, I'm in seven Jared weeks. I started to confuse which week I was talking yeah. about. 
Yeah, no, Jared. That's right. Jared got him. I was pretty mad about it. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I um, have no idea who we're talking about, so we probably should. Not a problem. Hey. Anyways, that that's for the, that's for our home fans. Yeah, that's yeah. So, <laughs> the loyal listeners out there. Yeah. So so Kirk, you know, absolutely. If you bought low on him after week one, great move. Um, yeah, he busted out week two, and I think he's gonna have a solid fantasy year. I I see him. Having like a Y two ceiling, but I see him more finishing in the Y three conversation. But um, I do like him a lot. PPR, right. he has a lot more than standard. I'll say that because one of our leagues we play in a standard. I think um, I like him a lot more in PPR. Sure. All right. So my next guy was going to be my closer, but Dave so rudely decided to preview him for me. Um, I am loving Mark Andrews, and if you listen to the podcast in the beginning of the season. We didn't really talk a lot about Mark Andrews, but we always recognized that we liked him a lot because everybody liked Mark Andrews. He was a hot topic. Like, he got to the point where, like, he was a sweeper, but not really a sweeper because everyone picked him as a sweeper. Like, if everyone's talking about him, he's not sweeping, you know? But it worked, man. I mean, he looks like the guy for um, Lamar Jackson. I mean, for target share for a tight end, he got, what's he have, 17 targets? In two 17 games? 17 targets. He's caught 16 of them, which is insane. Yeah, si- yeah 16 to 17 targets with, with a TD in each. He's gone over 100 yards. He's, he looks he looks legit. He's he's going to be a tight end one the rest of the year. I would say he's going to finish as a top five tight end. Um, I would actually say right now, I would not. I, I'm holding on to the thing. I'm ready for this hot take, Todd. Say it. Come on. I'm hot. Well, my whole point about it is, is like I would try to trade for him, but wait till he just has one game off. Yeah, you know, I would say that he is a guy in dynasty you have to try out going get in in the tight end. I would say he's going to be a top four tight end in dynasty in the year. He already, Todd, you hear? He is a tight end four in dynasty right now. I'll take him over I'm, Ingram right yeah. now. Oh yeah, easily just just based off the offense. You know, so my whole point about it is, is like I don't necessarily think it's a super super hot take because I would just put him four and those big three are still going to stay there. And he's in. See, he's in. He's in that category. He is with. He is in. He is in that tier for me. That's how absolutely. hot I'm getting. He's in Ab- the tier. There's a top four tier now. Yep. And I. I. You know what? I agree with that absolutely. Just based off you know the ceiling. Where that where Mark Jackson's going, you see the chemistry there. You can see like where it's going. Like with Zach Ertz, you got to think about something falling out, and you got Goddard there too. So I could see him going over him. You know, um, I think Kittle is still going to be that guy. I still think Kelsey's going to be that guy. So I, if if Mark Andrews, if you're in a keeper week and he was drafted late or was a free agent pickup, I would try to trade for him if you do round replacement because he's a heck of a keeper. But in dynasty. Just let his ceiling come. Just let his value come down a little bit. Like trying to trade for him right now is going to be a little pricey. Don't rush it. He's gonna have an off game. Every tight end does, and just see if you can kind of slip in there and see if some see if that owner's wavering a little bit. Todd, but can yeah. you play? A, can I ask you a couple questions? Yep. You've got me all hot and bothered here with this Mark Andrews talk. This these hot takes are flowing. I'm feeling good. So when I get like that, I get irrational, and I have a question for you. Okay. Would you trade Zach Ertz straight up for Mark Andrews right now? I would think about it, but no. No. See, I'm, I might do it right now because I'm just I'm feeling I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I love I loved him coming out, and the thing with about Mark Andrews too is he's 
the way he's where he succeeds down that seam in the middle of the field that is that is deep, deeper middle of the field is where Lamar Jackson excels that's where his bread and butter is, is his accuracy is and you got just man I'm excited for Mark Andrews so yeah I think I think about it see for me with Ertz you got to look at his body work over the years right yep. and then you got to think about the fact that you know like Wentz is is looking good too actually you know yep. and the thing that honestly would sway me possibly more for Andrews and Ertz is just Goddard because Goddard's just such a good player and he eventually he's gonna have to force Who's hurt, time. which is so I mean and the yeah. thing is too is Ertz has a tremendous opportunity coming up here with right. Deshaun Jackson going down, Goddard right. going down. You're also talking about putting a guy after two weeks over a guy who had 116 catches last year and then had over 70 catches for three years before that. Yep. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm so getting, like. I'm getting- I'm getting crazy. I told you the yeah. juices are flowing. Yeah, you're nuts. I'm just saying to you, like, like that's why I'm saying like it's a little too soon. But, but for me, the thing I would say about that is if you're trying to work in Andrews for or for Ertz doing that, you don't need to do that straight up. You can probably get another some small pieces back, and you're also investing in a guy with less of what's in tear and more of a ceiling. Like Ertz is not going to get better than he already is. You know? Yeah. So like there's there is an argument to be made there. But if you're trying to do that straight up, then you're crazy. You're absolutely insane because you because you're giving up way too much value. So this is where we look into my process, Todd. Is I get really excited about some player and I get really hot and I pull up the trade and I and I select them and I get ready to propose and I just sit there and I say, Dave, just take him. Just take just take the night. Just make if you still feel the same way tomorrow morning, then do the trade. But um, yeah, so I I probably agree with you. You've talked me <laughs> off the ledge. But this is how my process works. I get really excited about a player. And then I go to do something crazy, and then I just say, let's wait a second. Yeah. But I, I'm with you. He's definitely a top five tight end, for sure. Um, O.J. Howard's nowhere to be found. Oh Well, you know, he's going to get more balls. More balls yeah. are coming soon. So, But let's also think of it this way, though, too. I just want to throw out a tight end that you just kind of threw under the bus a little bit there, it would, which would be Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. right? What yep. do rookie quarterbacks rely on more than any other position? Saquon Barkley. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, dude, I'm just gonna throw it to shake one. I, I I see Ingram seeing a lot of targets with with Daniel Jones. Yeah. So I, I think that that quarter that quarterback move is gonna help Ingram a lot. But um yeah. So anyways, um Mark Andrews, that was mine. All right, Jay. Who oh, that was a phenomenal. I really enjoyed that conversation. That was that might be my favorite topic you brought up all all podcasts. I, like for our man, that was exciting. I'm, I'm glad you're all hot and bothered over there, Davey. <laughs> all right, man. Who's your next guy? Ooh, I like your next guy. Go, let's go. So he's going to kind of fall into – I was – I another guy that I was like all about going into – like next week is a waiver wire ad. I was really excited about him. Terry McLaurin, um, Washington wide receiver. He is currently the wide receiver eight right now overall. And I got to tell you the truth, Todd. He was nowhere to be found in my rookie rankings. I, Me neither. I, I I'm with you. My so we are rivals in the podcast, and we I think we are, you know we have a lot of fun being rivals too, like in general. But my rival and actually our main dynasty league is Mr. Sean Kennedy, and he drafted Terry McLaurin. I was like, oh Sean, this is a terrible. I remember he texted me the pick. I was like, oh Sean, a t- I'm not sure about that. Like I because I'm, I'm a big time college product college you know, production guy and draft capital. He actually had decent draft capital considering he did. his he did. Um, his production, but he's, he's super athletic. I think 4-3 speed. Yep. Um, so. Not Henry Ruggs speed, 
But not Henry, oh, not 24.3 miles per hour speed. But Ooh. yeah, so we might, maybe if we have time, time we can slip in some. Uh, I have a one Debbie question to slip into you at the end of the podcast. But, All right, um, go for it. At the end. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so I'm looking at Terry McLaurin through two weeks. He has 17 targets, which is 21% of the offense. This is the crazy thing. He's got 277 air yards, which is 50% of the team's air yard market share, which is insane. That is that is the best use of air yards you've used yet. Well, yeah, right. Well, actually, because so far the air yards really haven't pointed out because uh, Christian Kirk and DJ Moore are a little bit more uh No, but I'm saying in the argument when we talk yeah. about air yards, we've been talking about studs. This is a guy that's coming out of nowhere. That's a huge share. Yeah. That's yep. that's nuts. That's yeah, because it shows you like the Trey Quins are getting those immediate you know pass yep. like, and then they're doing the Chris Tom like dumping dink and dunking to Chris Thompson. He's got two D two D T touchdowns so far, and Chris Thompson want, is the cockroach of running backs in fantasy. Cock, I think that's I think he's a fun player to I, the cockroach. He's more like the He'll Jimmy only, Cricket, the guy who you know he doesn't give up. He you know, suffers injuries, it comes back. Good Thor, will you stop being so sensitive? Cockroach means he just keeps finding ways to stay alive. A cockroach is a very negative connotation, Todd. Oh, whatever. Sorry, Chris <laughs> Thompson. I didn't mean it that way. I just mean you refuse to die, and Dave's ultra-sensitive. Gender-neutral drinks. All right, go ahead, buddy. That's me. But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you got me on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so... And if you watch the end of that game, I actually was traveling all day Sunday, most of the day Sunday, or for the second uh, slate of games Sunday, so I missed it, but um, or missed a lot of uh, the afternoon games. But I, in that, I saw Terry McLaurin, and he was at the end of the game. Washington was out of it, and they kept on. I, you could tell that Washington wanted to give him those touchdowns, those red zone looks, and they were trying to give him the ball, um, and. Yeah, so I just it just shows you what, you know where his target share is in the offense, what his market share, air yards market share is. That they 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 are expecting good things here from Terry McLaurin, and the best thing he's doing this with Case Keenum. He's not doing this with his you know college QB in Dwayne Haskins. So what happens when Dwayne Haskins gets and they've got even more chemistry? So Terry McLaurin is a um, is a I hope he you people were aggressive coming um, on the waiver wire even though I was not a fan of him I quickly noticed that you know his air yards were up there you know as a rookie he was getting that kind of play he is a guy that I want on my team I, I'm willing to trade some significant pieces for him right now too yeah I, I, got any, like can you have any some buy low like some guys that like you would never like say like a wide receiver three I would trade would you trade Corey Davis for him Yes. Oh, yes, I would. I um. Oh, there you go, Dave. I'm glad. Ju- the, so ju- ju- jumping off that Corey Dave- Davis bandwagon so fast. So after so the one benefit, <laughs> I'm not off the I'm not off the bandwagon. Oh, yeah, you are. I'm not off the bandwagon. You so I, mean, I will. God, was it on your rookie rankings? The the, the top because you got to be. I got. I want to win, but um. Oh, so the funny. thing. Oh, that 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 just slipped me right under the rib. That was like a dagger right under the rib cage. <laughs> Um, I'm the one positive about us not recording last week was I was about to talk, I was going to pound the table for Corey Davis through and through. Yeah, I you actually were. dropped. I'm going to drop Corey Davis for a waiver wire ad this week in one redraft short yep. bench. But uh, oh man, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm excited about Terry McLaurin. Um, what about you, Todd? Sell that man. 
You know, sell you're oh, so you're selling. You don't think he's the real deal? No, if you have him, trade him like okay. right now. I mean, he is exploded. He looks like the wide one, and he might very well be the wide one, but he still plays for the Redskins. You know, I'm sorry, like they might be they're gonna throw the ball and they're gonna be down, and like there's definitely pieces to be said there. But if you put a Terry McLaurin with another guy, like let's say like a Kenny Galladay. Then you could possibly go buy low on like Mike Evans or something. You know what I mean? I would take Kenny Galladay and Terry McLaurin over Mike Evans. I know. Okay, I actually think that that was a little too low. But like, <laughs> would you? I'm doing this off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I know. I I, I was know? like, I actually thought. But the I also to, to, to tell, tell you Evans. the honest truth, like when you say when if you were to get Mike Evans right now for those two guys, you're going to tell me essentially Galladay for Evans is even close. It's not. And then you're throwing in a guy that was essentially a, a third-round rookie selection in most rookie drafts, maybe late second. And then you quite, end up with Mike yeah. Evans, who's been the one of three guys in the history of football with 1,000 yards in the first five seasons, who just happens to have two bad weeks. That's okay. a great yeah. move. Mike Evans is a great buy-low in general. I'm buying Heck Mike Yeah, Mike Evans is a great buy-low in general. Um, here's but my whole point is that oh, like you're talking about a guy that's exploded for two weeks in Washington – you know, like, mm-hmm. I do I believe he could stay the wide one on that team? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to stay over his level of production? Of course not. It'd be but, very surprising if he was a wide receiver one for the rest of the year. You're right. I think that's maybe what I'm saying. Sell that man. He, yeah. his, if his value was higher than now, I would be shocked. So you're trying to tell me that you're going to put together, like, a wide two and this guy for a guy who's a top eight. Cooper Cup and Terry McLaurin for Mike Evans. Yeah, all day. And then you know those are the kind of deals that I'd be thinking of. Uh, yeah, you know, all day. Um, he he's a guy that you would put in together for a two for one that's going to look great, and then you're going to go out and go get that stud. And Juju then you is susceptible right now. Yep, that's what I'm saying. There's like there's like studs that are like that are that are right there. That Juju's a perfect target because of the whole hype around what's going with all the concerns around the quarterback position. So, like, package that man with another very good player and go get a stud. Absolutely. He's the perfect guy to do that with right now. Right. Man, I wish I had him now last, that I'm talking about last, this. Last question would <laughs> yeah. be, um, all right, would you do – so, random 2021st for Terry McLaurin. Which what would you trade away Terry McCorn for that, or would you accept that price for twenty twenty first? Yep. Am I in a super flex league? Yep. Yeah, all day. So, so you trade away Terry McCorn for twenty twenty first? Yep, because I could probably tell you right now, I take six wide receivers in that class over Terry McCorn right now. Yeah, no, it's see, been not, two weeks. It's been two, two weeks. weeks. I see. I would probably want to wait one or two more weeks before I pulled the trigger on that deal, but and then it's gone. It's gone. That's well, what I'm saying. If, in, in if one he or keeps two weeks, producing, he's, he's not. It's not gone. If he keeps producing, then you're going to have to give up. Then, you're, then he's going to be worth more than that. Yeah. Okay. That's yep. what I'm saying. Like you, you got to understand where the value is at right now. I, I, okay. You're going to tell me that Washington is actually going to just keep putting up numbers? Probably not. You know. So, like to me, I, I, I no. I would sell him right now. His value is skyrocketing. Package him with somebody else who's a solid player. If you can get a 2021st for him and a Superflex, do that all day. All day, David. So if you look at the wide receiver. So do you remember the 2014 top class? All day, David. Do you remember the 2014 wide receiver class coming out and how amazing that was? 
Um, o- no. OBJ. I'm about to Mike look it up right now. Oh, it's OBJ, Mike Evans. There was uh, yeah. Jordan Matthews. I mean, this was a legendary wide receiver class. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember the year. Yep, I remember what you're talking about. It was, it was basically a broke dynasty for a little while because people that people switched from running backs. They said, you must draft wide receivers. It, it broke dynasty and how people approach dynasty for a while. Um, so we're getting a little staticky here, Todd. Are you Is your mic okay? I am okay, Dave. Okay. Um, so, but uh, anyway, back to our schedule programming here. But um, so they had a ton of wide receivers come out of that class and – Right now, through the first two weeks, this class that everyone said, eh, it's oh, eh, the wide receivers are eh, out in this class. It is this class is blowing it out of the water as far as rookie wide receivers are concerned. So that's kind of exciting that we might have a. But I also think you have to look at the inflated numbers and the way the game has changed. I agree with I agree with that. And agree. I'm going to tell you right now, next year's wide receiver class is significantly better than this one. And there's stud, and there's at least two to three stud running backs. There's at least four quarterbacks you're going to look at. I mean, if you have a first-round pick in, like, any first-round pick, you're going to get a guy who could be a cornerstone to your team, possibly. Like, it is a deep, deep draft. So, yeah, I will trade a guy that I got in the third round of my rookie draft this year after two weeks for a first-round pick. Take that first profit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably probably, – And I did that – all of this last week, I took TJ Chark and I traded him for what I considered was profit. Um, so think of it this way. If you got a late first-round pick for him, that could be Henry Ruggs. Why yeah. not, dude? He's going to be special, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's like he's probably, like, the fourth or fifth best wide receiver in that class. That's insane, you know? So, yeah, so anyways. You get one of those running backs. Anyway, we're off. We're off. Let's get to your guy, Todd. Who's your Who's your next guy up? Uh, my next guy is a guy I was trying to trade for so hard last season and this offseason in multiple places. Did not get one share of him except in my guillotine league. And I'm glad I got one because he's doing what I thought he was going to do is Austin Eckler. Um, Austin Eckler is, is, is a football player. End of story. I don't care what you want to talk about with any sort of measurable or anything like that. The guy catches the ball out of the backfield. He plays that passing back down. Now that he's getting the ball and he's able to run the ball, he's taking that opportunity and he's producing. So I know that last week, 66 yards and 17 carries isn't crazy, but it's 17 carries. They're trusting him, right? He still caught a touchdown. I mean, he's still carrying in for a touchdown. He's got 12 catches on the year. He's got 163 receiving yards. He's got 124 yards on the ground. The guy is a machine right now. And he's clearly trusted with that San Diego team. And my God, could they just get rid of Melvin Gordon? They don't need to invest the money in this guy. And I'm just loving what Eckler's doing right now. And I could see Eckler. Sorry, Todd. Todd, I blacked out for a second there. Do you know why? Why? Because you you said get rid of Melvin Gordon. They don't need to pay this guy. Is it because running backs don't matter, Todd? No, because that a, that, because, a, that a guy because you because you already have two running backs that matter. But my point is, is like every time you say this is doing better. Than every him. time you say this, I'm not trying to tell you the running backs don't matter. Just that you can get a cheaper option. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And Eckler can do everything that you want in a running back. He can block. He can run. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can he can even run the ball. He can even do like deeper routes as a running back. He's a very, very good football player. And yep. and he's attached to a very good offense with very good wide receivers. So 
I could see that production continuing. And the other thing, too, is that with Justin Jackson, he doesn't have to take the the pounding that you think he will. I mean, he looked really good in that indie game, man. I mean, he, he looked like a guy who was possessed. He was cut. He was making some great cuts, and he was making guys miss. Uh, Jackson Eck- or, or Eckler? Eckler. Eckler, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they both looked good, but Eckler was yep. – when he scored that game-winning touchdown in overtime, yep. yeah, he was, he was great. He, he looked great, man. I mean, do I see him finishing as an RB1? He is the RB1 right now. Right, exactly. Do I see that sustaining? Probably not, but it wouldn't be crazy for him to finish in the top 12. He's definitely going to finish in the top 20. No doubt about that. Yeah, I actually think if he this keeps up, I think he's a wide. I think he's an RB. He's a top twelve RB for the going forward. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that like he's clear again the production. The big part of that is is like does Gordon play with the Chargers? That's the only thing looking at his long term potential. I mean, between him and Jackson, it's like what like less than two million for between both of them, and like just move Melvin Gordon, dude. Do I think that running backs matter to invest that kind of money into, Dave? No, I don't. No, no that's, and it's just – I was just being a little tongue-in-cheek. Right, right but I'm just um, saying that, I mean, move on, <laughs> you know? I mean, there's other things they could be doing there with that. So, yeah. Can I ask you a couple questions about that, Claire? Sure. Um Just some – you know, just, just to see where how high you are on Eckler and going for – you know, would you trade James Conner for Austin Eckler right now? No. Neither would I, because the, like you said, the the threat of Gordon coming back is is real. Um, all right, so here's another question: How about Carry On Johnson for Eckler? Right? No, now? that's actually closer for me. No. Um, Am I, I talking I, this from a dynasty standpoint? No, no. For re- let's just say redraft right now. Okay, still no, but it's it's closer. Um, and then, yeah, in dynasty, I'm not sure where what Eckler's value is because long term, you know, he's probably just going to be a flex RB two play until. I think you have to consider knows. him an RB two and um, in in a dynasty league. Oh, if I have him right now, I'm not giving him up for anything less than a, like a mid round RB two value. I I'd be confident with him maintaining an RB two value for at least two to three seasons yeah. because even if for some reason he ends up on a different team, like he's the kind of guy that um he'll he'll carve out a role that gives him that just gives him opportunity, you know, because he's so versatile, you know. But at this rate he's going now. Yeah, the, like the, what you would trade Austin Eckler for, what you get in return would not be worth it in Dynasty. Yeah. What about Tariq Cohen? Oh, all day I trade for him. I, I trade Tariq Cohen for him now, and that pains me to say. Yeah. But um, I also think Tariq Cohen's a great buy low candidate because the Bears are just lost. You know that. Oh, yeah, Trubisky was it was a bad showing in week two. That's what I'm saying though. But I'm saying like that's a team that's just coming out of the gate slow. They have they have a very good offensive coach. Um, they're going to put something together. And Tariq Cohen's just too good of a player, you know? But what Eckler clearly has the role where Cohen's kind of in the dark right now, you know? So, like, you could get Tariq Cohen for, like, peanuts right now. All right. Now I'm going to really, really make you think. Chris Carson or Austin Eckler the rest of the season? Oh, I'm still going to I'm still gonna ride with Chris Carson. Is that closer? Is that close? It's closer, but I'm, I'm ride or die with Carson, baby. After the two fumbles, and I'm ride or die. Yeah, I'm ride or die. Penny. And the All other right. thing you got to remember too is that the big difference between Eckler and Carson for team is that Seattle's like legitimately the only team so committed to the run more than the pass. You know. But, so I always love throwing this out there. Did you, that uh, Scott Barrett always throws this stat out? A, a target in fantasy football is worth two point eight eight more times than a carry in fantasy football. 
<laughs> when Eckler is so much better at catching the ball, or he is very good at catching the ball, I so when he gets the ball in space and and Rivers, people always talk about Drew Brees' ability to throw short passes to running backs. Yep. Rivers has done he has turned into if you look at his the way he plays the game, he loves to dump it off to Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. Um it's it's fun to watch. Eckler's fun to watch, fun to root for. He was a guy that I was picking up a lot his rookie year. I I I've I so it's been fun. The only thing is, Todd, is that if Melvin Gordon doesn't come back, I would like to see Eckler's usage come down a little bit because he is only five nine, one ninety-nine. Um I would like because he is so efficient, he could still do very well on a little bit less of a workload. I agree. So I agree. No, but I mean his size definitely worries me. But um so hold on. Can I can I give you a little quick brag on my guillotine league here real quick? Todd, you can what what else would I expect? We bring you here because that's all you do is brag. <laughs> all right. So I got Zeke and then I went uh so it's a seventeen man draft. Remember that. So then I end up going with um I went Zeke, Keenan Allen, and then Adam Thielen. And I was like, 17-man draft. I don't have a second running back. And then I went with Eckler, Burita, and uh, Justin Jackson to start off. And it, it was I, – I think it's good, man. And now I ended up getting uh, – I dropped Justin Jackson for Miles Sanders for a buck. Yep. So, so now that I, I feel like that's a nice little rotation with Zeke. And I'm just kind of waiting in the weeds for that big name to come out. And uh, Joe Mixon's available right now, Dave, in, in the guillotine league. I'm not betting on him. I'm, I'm not – I, I, I don't want to – I, right I, I, I don't want another share in him right now. But – um. Yeah, so no, I uh, when I remember when I drafted Eckler that pick, and I was like, "That's sexy. That's a good pick." <laughs> his name's fun to say. I can Eckler? keep talking about yeah. Eckler because it's just Austin yeah. Eckler, and I'm I was, looking I, at his player profile page right now, and it's just got a nice little. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, you want to get the streams, Dave? So uh, we're just gonna I'll, do. Uh, yeah. Did you want to throw something else out there first? No, I. So I'm. No, you're good to go. Good to go. All right. So Dave and I decided we're uh, going to do at least one stream each. We're going to do a QB stream and a tight end stream recommendation. Um, I do have two QBs. I'm going to only talk about one. So, But Dave, I'm going to let you kick off. Who, who's your QB stream this week? So I'm looking at in Matthew Stafford. He's owned in 36% of Yahoo leagues. That's a good pick. Um, he's I think he's QB5 right now. Yep. Um, so I love me some Matthew Stafford right now. They're actually So I was looking... I was doing some look into uh, Kenny Galladay today, and everyone was really worried about how much of a run-pass split they would have in um, Detroit. And Detroit's middle of the road. They're 15th in the league in pass plays. So that's a lot promising. People were thinking they were going to be in top 25. Um, um, they were thinking they were going to be like the bot, like bottom five in, in pass plays. So that's been promising. And they're going up against Philly, who's been susceptible to the pass play so far. And the only problem is he's at he's at Philly. I don't usually like to get my streamers. I like them to be home. Right. So if I could pivot off of that, I might would maybe go. I maybe I'd even maybe think about starting. Um, I don't even. I'll have to wait until after you say yours. But yeah, what, who would be your streamer? So the guy that I'm not going to focus on, but I like a lot this week is actually um, Jameis Winston. Yeah, he's uh he's available right now. See, he's owned a sixty three percent of leagues. So usually, I like to do streamers that are only like fifty percent or less. Yeah, he's um, at home versus the Giants. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's a very favorable matchup. That's going to be a game where he break out. But the thing about picking up Winston right now is, if he goes off and has a good game, you might have a QB for 
a while, you know? So you're just waiting for, like, one game for Winston to get his confidence back, and then he's good. And then the guy I really like this week, which this is my pick for stream. If he's there, go get Jimmy Garoppolo. That That's that's my pick. He's uh, available in 50% of Yahoo leagues. Yep. Um, he's at home versus Pitt. Yep. That's a good that's a good matchup. That's a great matchup. Um he's attached to a great offense. He put up some really good numbers last week. Um pulling him up right now. Yep, he went for almost 300 yards and three touchdown passes. Did throw a pick. Um so yeah, I mean that's a great matchup at home. Um Garoppolo this week versus Pitt is going to be a good one. Um but yeah, and if if Garoppolo is gone and Winston's there, I still think Winston's a great stream too. Um Who's your tight end stream? Well, I would say if I I was gonna say if I had to go one more um, because I only give you really one, I'd probably say my my uh, oh gosh, it's not pretty out there for um, QB streams this week actually. If I'd really say, I'd have to probably say, man, it's not good. I might have to go. I'd pro I'd probably go Trubisky at Washington. I mean, yeah, I mean that works. I mean. If you're desperate and he's there, I mean that's not a terrible matchup. Yeah. I also think Cousins against Oakland's not terrible if he's not, if he's available, but yeah. yeah. I another thing too is that if you're not looking to stream but you're looking to do something if you want to take a risk, you probably buy low in Cam Newton against Arizona and try to see what happens there. If he's if if he's going to play, you know. If I'm streaming right now, see, the thing is if I'm streaming, I don't usually like to carry more than one QB. Because I like to have that waiver wire, so then I like the idea of trading for him and yeah. then having him sit out a week. That'd be less than optimal. So, well, the way that I do streaming is is that if I have two QBs going, I usually end up picking up a guy like for the following week, so I don't have to kind of have that competition on the wire. Yeah, but that um, makes sense. Yeah, so I okay. like to play defenses. So yeah, um, tight end stream. Who do you got? Stri- tight end stream. Why don't you go first, man? Uh, pretty easy strategy. So I looked up who's playing Miami. Um, it's the Cowboys, so I'm taking Jason Wynn. <laughs> so yeah. he's had a touchdown in two weeks, you know. Um, my my wife's in her first fantasy league. I can't remember who he had as her tight end, but it was somebody who either got hurt. Uh, oh, she had Hunter Henry. So, um, yeah, so he picked up Witten. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's... I mean, he hasn't been anything great, but he's had a touchdown in two weeks. And going in against Miami, Dak's been hot. He has another chance to score. You know? You're just, wait, when you're streaming tight ends, you're just looking for not a flop. You know? Yeah. So, um, I like Witten a lot this week. So, I, I, I'll give you two this week. Um, I would go, I would see if Jordan Reed, if he's healthy, he's, only, he's he, I, I felt like there was, he was trending the right direction last week at one point. Um. At Chicago, Chicago's actually giving up a lot of points to tight ends right now. Yes, they are. Um, I so I, I like Vernon Davis if he's not healthy. Yep, yep. So and that yeah, Vernon Davis if he's not healthy, and then even Will Disley. Um, Will Disley's been nice. Yeah, I mean he's you're gonna be touchdown dependent, but that's kind of you talk about you want a, a low floor for for tight end streamers. I'm actually kind of the opposite. If I'm if I'm streaming tight ends, I want to try to get that touchdown, and Will Disley is getting those touchdown opportunities. So. That's fair. Well, I think my whole thing about it is, is like when you're streaming somebody, like you're looking for the matchup. My whole point about it is, is like if you get a guy who's going against the worst defense in football right now, then he's probably not going to flop. You know. Yep. So, is there a All chance right, for him so to get more scores? Sure. Do you have any other like waiver wire targets for this week? 
I mean, I'm just going to spit out the obvious ones and then talk about real ones. Yep. Obviously, Marcus Robinson's there. Get him. Uh, <laughs> Moss Street. I always can't Mostert. say his name. Mostert. Mostert. I always get his name Mostert. wrong. Mostert. Mostert. I don't know. Who cares? Mostert. 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 That was a guy I was going to talk about last week, and he blew yep. up. Same here. Yep. So if he's there, get him. Jeff Wilson looked good too. I kept, I kept him in the red zone. I, I kept on getting confused who was who, like because I was kind of like half paying attention. Yeah, Jeff. Wilson. It was tough to see who was. Who. I was like, wow, yep. man, San Francisco's running backs—they're looking good. Uh, DJ Chalk, you know, Shark. Yep. Shark. Uh, he's he looked pretty good, and um, <laughs> this one hurt. So I picked up Dante Pettis, uh, because I was like, okay, let's see what kind of opportunity he has, and I dropped Debo Samuel. So, oh, can I actually? I actually had a little bit of. I was going to say the same thing about Debo Samuel, Todd. Can I say a couple of things that are a little kind of crazy about Debo Samuel? Go right ahead. So, I was something that I was looking forward to. I was like, oh man, he's going to be my waiver wire target. He's like, you know, he's really wet, low owned. He's a rookie. So, week one, he actually had, <coughs> oh, excuse me, he actually had quite a few, um, a, like a high snap percentage week one. Yeah, and, he did. And he saw he ran like 24 pass routes. Um, and he, and he had a, quite a few routes, I mean, snaps overall. And then Shanahan goes, oh, we got to get him low. He, he actually played him too much last week. And they actually dropped his snap rate and routes dropped 50% in week two. Right. Which was kind of like, wow, he dropped 50%. But his targets went from three to seven. And, you know, he had three targets. Yeah, so three targets and then seven targets this week. And he took off that one. And he had a one big – it was basically one big play, right, Todd? Yep. So what was crazy though when I was got closer, and this is what I mean about air yards. He only has twenty seven air yards, Todd. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so he's been being used really close to the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, and mind you, he's. I think he, you know if he showed what he did last week, I think he could still build up more snaps and targets going forward and routes going forward. But I was just really surprised with how little air yards he was getting. And how low his snaps were last week. So hopefully they rebound because he he did well in his limited opportunity and he got a lot of targets in that opportunity. But it was just something I wanted to bring up as far as Debo's because I was I was going to add him everywhere this week. Yeah. And then um, I was like, he's got a great matchup. I'm not going to great... bid as much as I was going to. He had a great week too. He's got a great matchup. Um, he's he's good enough of a player on that team to end up being the best wide receiver on the team. You know. So I, I like him a lot. to me. I think Ert, I mean, and I know you meant wide receiver. Ert, I agree with you what you just said, but mm-hmm. I still Ertz hasn't gotten his yet. Not Ertz, Kittle. Or no, Kid. Yeah, Kittle hasn't gotten his yet. Yeah, right. I think he's gonna get his. And no, so, he. I didn't mean like I know. No, I know. What, I know what you meant. Yeah, I know what you. So, meant. anyways, um, so those four guys, I sh- I do not believe should be available to be honest. You know what I mean? But it was pretty available right now. Yeah, that's fair. So the two guys that I'm looking at outside of the big ones are out, out of the, the the hottest targets I think Nelson Aguilar is yeah, a he's very available he's he's a great pickup anytime there's an injury and he gets the opportunity to play he is consistent and he has a high ceiling um I like him a lot he already has a rapport with his quarterback um he put up some great numbers there he very very safe pickup and you could feel confident starting as a wide receiver three and now the other guy that I is my waiver wire special is I like Devin Smith. I like Devin yeah, Smith Michael a lot. Michael went down. Yep. Yep. I like Devin Smith, um, former second-round pick. Dak's on fire. Um, they have a great matchup this week. 
There's been a lot of coaches talk about giving him more play. He's available. He, I think he's owned in one percent of leagues. Like you could literally go on if you're doing, you know, free agent box. You probably could throw down a buck and get him. And that's a guy that I really like going forward. If you have a deep bench and you're not going to start him, and you have a chance to stash somebody. That's a good guy to kind of like stash in there right now. If you have Dante Pettis, I drop him for this guy and a heartbeat. And he was um, droppable after week one for me. So yeah, I, I think Dante yeah, Pettis is I, should not be on rosters right now. I, I picked him up before like Sunday, uh, before game started. I picked up Pettis just being like, because I had Samuel and I was sitting there being like, well, let's see if uh, I'll give Pettis one more chance just because I was really high on him going into the preseason. It was only one week. And then after this week, I yeah, I'm I'm all set with that for now. I don't want to be messing with that for a while. So yeah, so for me, it's Aguilar and uh, Devin Smith. Who do you got? Those are, those are good players. So for me, I I was really wide receiver centric in my the players I like. So I went more running back this um, the late over the waiver wire this afternoon. Todd um, C J Anderson was dropped by uh, the Lions. They were he was cut by the Lions. And Paul Perkins was picked up. But to me, it's not about Paul Perkins in this move. It's about Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Uh, Ty Johnson. He has 4.45 speed um, at 210 pounds. He saw two targets last week. And he only, you know, he, let's see, looking here. He, he's, he um, only got, you know, five carries and two targets last week. But he had 27 yards created. He made four tackles. Um I think really what he's shown in the preseason and now to the Detroit is that he is the number two back there and carry on Johnson has an injury history. Um, I think that they might, uh, who's the coach there now? I can't, you know, Mr. Skarnack, not Skarnack. Yeah. Who's the coach now for Detroit, Todd? I know Daryl Bevel, right? I think is the, is the corner. Oh, it was the Matt Patricia. Patricia. Jeez. Man, that, was um, yeah, that was a real brain fart for me. Yeah, uh, me Matt, too. Matt Patricia, he want he talked about a lot this offseason about managing Carryon Johnson. Um, if you know you could if you could see Ty Johnson getting those carries and then maybe the upside if Carryon Johnson goes down for a week or two, I really like Ty. And this isn't deeper leagues. If it's you know you only have five bench spots or something, I'm not really looking at Ty Johnson. But this is for your dynasty waiver wires. He's he's in a lot. Of, I think he's in a lot of um, opportunity in, in deep dynasty leagues to to pick him up. So. I like Ty Johnson as an athlete um, and uh, his opportunity coming up here. And I, then I think that's a good pick. And I, like I'm deep diving right here. And then I think we mentioned him a little bit earlier, but I uh, actually I'm going back to a wide receiver here. But Demir Bird, he's uh, has 14 targets so far, which is you know 50 percent of the target share, 106 air yards. So a little bit less. He's a, a little bit more intermediate, like a you know, easier throws so far from Kyler Murray to Demir Bird. And it, you know, um, and I just, I think if you're looking, you know, a deep, you, you know, like say if like in our league's top where we start five wide receivers, I think he's a guy who's worth having at the end of your bench. Someone goes down, Larry Fitz goes down or someone else goes down. That's somebody that you can maybe get a couple points when you need that in that fifth wide receiver spot. No, I, I, I love that pick and a deeper pick. I, um, I was, they were definitely trusting him in that overtime game. He was getting looks. So, um, no, I like both those picks a lot, Dave. Um, however, Dave, I got to do this right now. You ready? Yep. All right. In our redraft league, all right, mm-hmm. I will give you Mark Andrews and Cortland Sutton for Mike Evans and O.J. Howard. 
on air, Mike Evans, OJ o. Howard. Sutton. I actually don't know Cortland Sutton's stat lines off the top of my head. I know he had a slow sec first half last week, and then he picked it up in the second half. Dave, you do not have to accept or reject, but what do you think about this offer? Uh, off the top of my head, it's a that's a pretty much a no um, because I, um, I I'm still confident OJ Howard's Oof. ability, but. Apparently, apparently yeah. that that all that stuff you had to say about Mark Andrews isn't true, Dave. I don't know. My love for him is in dynasty at this point. In redraft, <laughs> I don't necessarily need. I don't want to be diverting wide receiver one type talent for a, a tight end. Fair enough. I want to see how low on Mike Evans you were, and then you're good for you. I'm, I'm actually I'm very buy low on. I, I will, I've sent out some trade offers throughout him all over the place. Yep. All right. So uh, you had a Debbie question for me. You said. Oh yeah. Before we go, Todd. You know. You know the a lot of talk about the Finns tanking for Tua, right? Fishing for Tua. Fishing for Tua. That's right. Sorry, I'm I'm not as cool as you as you you kids are now. Actually, I'm younger than you. I believe uh, the hashtag is thank you for Tua, but I'm like yeah. it's the Dolphins, man. Fishing for Tua. That's cool. That's way cooler. Um, thank you. So, um, so my question is right now, I think I might be moving Tua over Trevor Lawrence in as my QB one in Debbie. Oh, he's always been my QB one in Debbie. Tua has no Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm saying I. I oh, I you're gonna Tua move over right. to Tua. I'm 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 going Tua one because he's a meat. Well, I guess I I guess it was just I want to talk about this question and not really want your opinion apparently. But, <laughs> but, but, but um, no, Tua. I think he's just been incredibly efficient so far um, in a very in a great conference. Not the AC is not too shabby, but the SEC, a lot of talent around him. Um, I just and the idea is that you get him one year earlier. Um, so I really like what uh, having Tua over Trevor Lawrence. So it's actually really funny you're asking me this because um, this was my shower thought yesterday. I was I was thinking about Tua over Trevor Lawrence. I swear it's crazy. Um, and my whole thing was is that like why is Trevor Lawrence automatically over Tua? Like what hasn't Tua proven? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like Trevor Lawrence over Tua because of what he was able to do at such a young age. And he's also more prototypical in my mind. But Tua is a complete football player. He can do everything on a football field. Um, if I have the first pick in 2020, and I and I might, and if I was picking right now, I'd pr- I would take Tua without even second thought. Oh, yeah. You know? I love Tua. Um, I think the only problem, and I like how Miami's getting a lot more you know, Miami's getting criticism about trading away uh, Minka Fitzpatrick for a 2020 first from Pittsburgh. In my opinion, I would just draft Tua and then like three offensive linemen in a row. No, oh, I, I thought that was a great move. Like my whole thing about it is if your team's so bad, like why do you need a safety? You know, You're getting a lot of criticism, Todd. A lot uh, of criticism. Yeah, because people aren't thinking about it the long game. You know, everyone yeah. just wants to like. Don't be wrong. Like I've taken my shots at Miami, but they're stockpiling picks, man. He's not even really a safety. He's a slot corner. Whatever he's a no, I'm just no, but no. I think it's important if you look where he's playing. He's a slot corner. Yeah, he's not going to be a shutdown corner. You know what I mean. And even if he was a shutdown corner, you don't need a shutdown corner if you're rebuilding. You don't. You know. All right, Todd. All right. So, anyways, any you have. So that was any. I'll give you thirty seconds here for any takeaways. Any people that you you know looking forward. Any names you want to drop before we get out of here? Go get Mike Evans. I'm gonna do that right now. Apparently, I lost one chance. But um, (laughs) yeah, go find Mike Evans, everybody. So, um, Dave, you want to tell people where to find us? I, I after I give you one, one, oh, a couple more. David, shots, I'm Todd, sorry, I'm sorry. Give I, me one more. I, I'm willing to admit I was wrong about DK Metcalf. I'm willing to go buy him. Um, his peripherals look really good right now, and then also 
Um, a Rob had another had a down week last week. I think people are starting to really get questions in that Chicago offense. I think A Rob's worth poking around at too. So absolutely, poke around A Rob. All right, Dave, tell the people where we're at. All right, we the we can find the podcast at a tale of two rivals, um, all spelled out at Twitter, and then you also can g- email us at at a tale of two rivals at gmail.com if you really want to get crazy. And then you can find me at ff underscore spaceman on Twitter. It was a lot of fun catching up with you guys. And Todd, take it away, bud. All right. I am Todd at FF underscore Banterman Foster on Twitter. Hit us up, everybody. Until next time, keep fancy. <laughs> that was a fun episode, dude. It was a fun episode. I had, it was a great getting back. It was great getting back. <laughs>